<laughs> let's freaking go this is my third time trying to get the camera right okay but obviously i'm doing this one by myself bianca she's teaching the young children of the world right now but also i just had to get this i just had to make sure i got one out because there's two main focal points that i wanted to talk about this week it's already too late to really talk about last week's cards i rewatched all the fights because i was planning on maybe talking about them earlier on in the week but we never really got a chance to do that so i'm just moving on completely to next week there were some good fights and maybe if there's some time if i get through this stuff really quickly maybe we can talk about that a little bit but the main two things that i had on my notes that i just had to talk about are that we cannot sleep on this main event obviously and uh, mahina rodriguez mahina rodriguez and amanda lemos are my two favorite women fighters so obviously we have to talk about that and then also we had an absolute bombshell drop on uh what was it yesterday i believe where tiago moises is going to be fighting guram kataladze so those are the my two key points that i want to talk about i don't know what i'm, what I'm going to pick first but the one thing that i did want to talk about when i was going through the rankings just to kick this off a little bit i didn't realize that um hmm jalen turner the man's jumped up three spots in the rankings, and that kind of confused me a little bit the whole entire lightweight division moved a ton obviously because of the big fight between islam and charles Oliveira. but yeah i was really that was just the one thing that i wanted to hit on just immediately is that i noticed that jalen turner jumped three spots connor's almost not even ranked <laughs> anymore dan hooker moves up two spots to number 12 connor's at 13 tony ferguson up to number 14 drew dover who wasn't ranked is now 15 but now we got all these killers at lightweight and there's going to be some dudes that are going to test islam makachev heavily there's some guys that just stylistically don't match up at all maybe at the end I still want to keep this one short just for editing purposes and for your guys' sake, but I think that we might go through and I want to list some guys that maybe are probably the toughest dudes for Islam. I've already, a bunch of you guys already know, but I just kind of want to give my opinion on it and why, but I think that the first thing I want to talk about, that's just the side point. I guess we'll talk about three things maybe. The main, the main deal here, okay, is I was going through the card. It's, it's going to be an easy one for people to want to miss, okay? There's going to be some fights. There's some fights on here. It's not the craziest, but you we always know that these ones are going to be the... These are always the, the ones that people refuse to tune into just because there isn't a lot of star power or na big names. Like, they're always the ones that end up becoming people's sleeper best cards of the year because like guys like Mario Batista, Miranda Maverick, Derek Minner, there's a bunch of good guys in here. There's a bunch of good matchups where... I have the co-main event and the main event, though, is where I'm looking at. All right. A quick prediction between Neil Magny and D-Rod. I think the D-Rod's going to get back on track here against Neil Magny. Neil Magny, he's still good, but Danny Rodriguez, he's got to be like... When I said the Ilya Taporia is like one of the best 14 guys ranked 14 in their division, Daniel Rodriguez obviously has to be up there in terms of that, just because I feel like he's so, low, so underrated. I mean, his fight with Li Jing Yilang, sure probably should have went to lee hot take there but i think that danny rodriguez he's still he's got the boxing to take out neil magny and it's gonna he's he's 
shown to be there. He just needs to be, have a little bit more volume, okay? A little bit more volume, and it's going to be interesting to see if Neil Magny can break him over the period of this, over the course of this fight, but I just don't think that, I think Daniel's going to be there, and I think that his striking is just going to be too stiff. But, you know, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see if Neil tries to take it to the ground, because Daniel, I love, I think that his takedown defense is super underrated, but that's the only really fight that I'm looking at that's probably going to get some eyeballs you know what i mean other ones people probably either going to come back and watch or just going to be on the tv somehow but let's get into the main juice okay the main fight (laughs) that we cannot not watch all right mahina rodriguez versus amanda limos two of my favorite 115ers two of my favorite women fighters in general just because of their styles i mean on one side we got amanda limos who is pound for pound probably the strong one of the strongest women in all of mixed martial arts who i think she was fighting like Lavinia Souza or somebody. That was the first fight I watched of her. And it was like a power jab, sat her down, and then she got knocked out. Is that is that who she was fighting? Yeah, it was a power jab, two ground and pound, bro. It was like, I, you're not used to seeing 115ers do that to people. And then on the other side, we have a volume striker, a really well-rounded fighter who like, if she's fighting a striker, or I mean, if she's fighting a grappler in Mackenzie Dern, the fight's really not going to get to the ground. She can keep it on the feet, just absolute flurries that can just overwhelm opponents and then make them shell up and then they have then there's openings for her and she just finds a way to break your card and then when she when you obviously when they're throwing flurries like that like she does to people they just shell up and then she can rip you to the body or she'll trip you take you down tell you to stand back up just exhaust the shit out of you so and then also in her amanda he boss fight she has proven that she can't actually she can sting you a bit and she can knock your knock you out cold so this is the fight that I think honestly, I I was depend I was debating on whether I should like split it up because I don't know if that's wrong or not. But I was thinking because there's already been there's been so many good fights this year, and Mahina Rodriguez her fight versus Jan Jonan has already been one of my favorite fights of the year in general. But in terms of like women fight and men's fight, I kind of want to do that at the end of the year where I'm gonna do like a, my favorite men and women's fight. I didn't know if that was like it should be like favorite fight, like best fight in general. But I was just like, do whatever. I'm just gonna like. I honestly, God, I, I, after this is done, this could be pound for. I think this could be the best women's fight we've seen all year. And then also, I think that in the broad spectrum of things, it's gonna be a top ten fight that we've seen all year. Just because. Let's just break this. Let's break this Mahina Rodriguez, Mahina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos fight down. Okay, let's break this sucker down. Like we talk about Amanda Lemos insane knockout power, but as we've seen in her last few fights, though, okay, we've seen that Michelle Waterson and um, Angela Hill a little bit tentative to strike with her on the feet, thus giving kind of a kind of a stagnant, just not a lot of action on the feet. Okay, there people they love to clinch her up, get her on the fence, love to take her down, but the thing with Mahina Rodriguez, Mahina. She's not afraid to push the action and just throw her combinations. So I think that one reason why I think that this could be one of the sickest fights of the year is because Mahina Rodriguez could be the perfect dance partner for Amanda Lemos, okay? I think that she's not going to be afraid to push the pace. She's not going to be afraid to strike because she's already struck with the best in the division, okay? And obviously, this fight could go to the ground. I think that one key factor for Mahina is that since Amanda obviously is so big and powerful, I think that one great way for her to, especially since this is a five-round freaking fight, Mahina's going to have to get her against the fence, kind of like Angela Hill did a little bit, and just try to grind her out, get those muscles tired, okay? Um, 
And the thing is, if Mahina tries to take her down, she's got to be careful, though, because even though Amanda Lemos, she does have good a good ground game and can pull guillotine like we saw against Michelle Watterson, Amanda Lemos, she is a lot stronger physically, her frame, than a lot of these other 115ers. So even if she doesn't have the greatest position, she can kind of just muscle her way out of stuff, as we kind of saw. She got taken down by Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson is good, but... As we saw on that, when Michelle Watterson shot for that single leg and then Amanda Lemos, she kind of just muscled her freaking way back up to her feet, okay? Or she I don't even think she got taken down, but she kind of just like circled out and then pulled um, the guillotine. So that's going to be interesting to see how Mahina decides to... I think if the grappling, you're going to have to just start pressing up against the fence early, create a dirty boxing match like uh, Mahina did, did against, I think it was... Um, Michelle, was it against Michelle? I... Mahina did pull that strategy off against somebody. And then um, Amanda Lemos, dude, I think that, I mean, for Mahina, she just got to do that, push her up against the fence. And then also, I think that incorporate the takedowns later in the fight. Because early in the fight, Amanda's going to explode back up to her feet. And then it's just going to be kind of all for naught. And I, it could end up tiring out Amanda, but I just got to believe that she's going to be in some of the best shape of her life for this big of an opportunity. Um. So that's the first thing, okay, is that Mahina is going to be a great dance partner. And then also, I think that one key thing that we're going to have to watch is Mahina Rodriguez, when she gets when she throws those flurries like I was talking about, she can't be throwing the loopy stuff, okay? She can't be throwing loopy stuff where there's openings because Amanda Lemos is so agile that she'll just step back, create an angle, and Conor McGregor you and crack you. So Mahina's just got to be so technical and can't mess up at all, okay? Because if she does, it's lights out, party's over for you. Amanda's got some of the... She's... I like... I think when it comes down to the grand scheme of things, Mahina Rodriguez, she's probably the most well-rounded. And I think that she is going to definitely become champion at some point in her career. But... When it comes to Amanda Lemos, though, she will put anybody in 100, like any woman on planet Earth. It doesn't matter what weight class. If she connects with her, it doesn't even matter. Her right or left, you could go into a different dimension. But like in terms of predictions, I'm going to have to go with Mahina. I think she's going to have to implement dirty boxing, push up against the fence, get that lactic acid buildup in uh, Amanda, and just kind of hope for the best and just be super smart you cannot take a single second off against amanda but i'm just super pumped for this fight because mahina she's gonna she's gonna give amanda a tough fight and i think if amanda can land one of those overhands it's gonna be over mahina is tough i think better more well-rounded but that equalizing factor that freaking deontay wilder factor bro amanda lemos has got it so i think this is gonna be probably striker's delight most likely but i think it's gonna end up because every, every single fight Mahina Rodriguez is in is one of the best fights you'll ever see in your life. Just because of how technical she is and how exciting she is and how much volume she throws, dude. She's like Max Holloway. So, yeah, I that's I don't even know who's going to win this fight, bro. If I had to gun to my head, though, I'm going to have to go with Mahina. But Amanda, she could shock the absolute world. Because even when she hasn't looked great, she still looks amazing. Like in her Jessica Andrade fight, she was still marching her down. Looks so clean. Um, light on her feet, but she just got caught. I think she got caught in a guillotine too, right? She got choked out. So, yeah, I'm excited for this fight. <sighs> Final prediction: Mahina Hadi Rodriguez. I think she's gonna go UD five round, five rounds. 
unanimous decision. I don't know, though. Yeah, that's my predictions on that. The next thing that we have to talk about, okay, is Guram Katataladze versus Thiago Moises. And I've been, okay, for, I promise you on this, for this episode, okay, I was doing my, I was doing my due diligence. I was doing, I was watching film and I rewatched fights and stuff. And I'm going to say this right now. I think that Guram Katataladze is the perfect test for Thiago Moises in this point in his career. He's still super young, but as we saw, I think that I rewatched this fight is Thiago Moises fought Demiris Magulov back in 2019, okay? Closer fight than I expected it to be, honestly. Thiago Moises, he is so unbelievably good for how young he is. His boxing, his stand-up, the way he just changes levels, so good. And I love the way he throws hooks, dude. His just whole entire boxing stand-up approach is really nice. It's reminiscent of Kamaru Usman, the way he just slips and throws hooks and stuff. So it's crazy that you would even compare <laughs> a guy like Thiago Moises to Carl Usman, even though Kamaro isn't necessarily known for striking, but it's got so much better, okay? But Thiago Moises, I think this is going to be the perfect matchup because Guram Katsadlazo, as we've seen in his last fight, has given the top guys in the division a run for their money. I mean, that first round against Demir Shmagulov, Demir probably hasn't faced that much adversity in a first round and isn't freaking tired UFC career. And then obviously, Guram gave Mataj Gamra a tough fight. He got the, Guram got the knob, but everybody knows that kind of Mataj got that dub. But I think that Thiago Moises, he's had to fight Joel Alvarez's of the world, okay? He's had to fight Islam Makhachev. He's lasted, he got to the fourth round with Islam Makhachev, and that's more than a lot of people on planet Earth can ever say, okay? So the way I see this fight playing out is I think that these guys, just like a Demir's Magulov versus uh, Armand Saruki fight, I think that these guys are going to clash in the middle, all right? And I think that Guram's going to be start shooting for takedowns early. But the thing, the sick part about this is Tiago is going to be stuffing these takedowns and he's going to find a way to get to your back. And Guram, I just think it's going to be a great fight because both of these guys, when I watch them, their styles are ex- almost oddly the same. They have really good stand-up. They can stand with you. They can crack you. They've got power. But then they're also, they're almost using their hands to kind of set up takedowns though, okay? they They feel the most comfortable, I feel like, grappling but when it comes down to it that honestly could cancel out and then we could just see an absolute scrapper but guram has to be one of the most underrated lightweights because when you look at his skill set even though he isn't even really ranked he gives demir jamugulov issues he gave mitaj gamrod issues and his wrestling i just i know that he probably won't ever I, he's gonna be a staple in this division for sure but he probably won't get to that title shot shot um just because there's just so many killers there. But when you look at his skill set overall, I mean, the way that he can take you down, the way he doesn't get tired, his gas tank is one of the best in the entire division, bro. I think that we can't be sleeping on him because he really quickly he could string one together. And the thing that I am concerned about is when Tiago Moises fought Joel Alvarez, I really was high on Tiago Moises, obviously. But when guys are... Guram trains with freaking Hamzat, and he is a big dude with a big reach. He's a huge guy. So Tiago, it's he's just gonna have Tiago's gonna have to be really careful because even against the Chris in the Chris Osiago's fight, he got cracked and he was bleeding. And then but he, eventually he got that takedown and then he um scrambled and then got to Tiago's back and then ended it with that rear naked choke via body triangle via human backpack. But like 
I think they, it's going to be a really tough fight, but it's going to be a great matchup just because their skill sets are s- s- the same. When whenever there's nobody's going to be held down on their back, no matter if whoever who, whoever takes you down, whoever takes who down, nobody's going to get held on their back. It's going to be another crazy classic lightweight well-rounded absolute beast mode fight i'm leaning towards guram i think that guram could get this dub but i just i think that tiago moises's ceiling is so high so i want tiago to win but i also i just this is another one of those fights bro when we have so many good guys at the top of the division or in lightweight right now that when you match them up together they make sick fights but it just like brings another guy down you know it kind of sucks i wish there was just more dudes in there like more guys at the bottom that are willing to fight um, because guys like Dan Hooker right now, Conor McGregor, Tony Ferguson, they're not going to take these fights against Tiago Moises or Guram. Like, I don't think they're going to, especially Guram. Guram's probably one of the most scary guys that people are going to be happy when he loses because they're going to be like, oh yeah, I don't want to fight that guy. Because on any given night, I really believe that Guram Katadalaza could beat anybody, any lightweight in the world. It's just like, there's some really freaking good guys out there and it just hasn't been his night, but I think that we really have to take into account that first round against Demir Shmugulov, bro. He gave Demir as much as he could handle with those knees up the middle. Yeah, so I think this is probably one of the going to be the sickest fight. It's going to be on UFC 283, which is already a stack card. But my final prediction, though, I think Guram's going to get the dub. But it's going to be an amazing test to see where we're at. I see Chuckle Moises' growth since that Demir Shmugulov fight, considering how close the um, fight with... Uh, Demir was with Guram so yeah that's literally like all I really want to talk about for this is the Guram versus Tiago and Amanda versus Mahina the fight card is going to be good obviously going to watch it and stuff but yeah that's all I really want to talk about wanted to keep this one short thank you guys so much and let me know what you think of who's going to win these fights bro because there's been so many bombshells like is there what else? UFC News Alert. Shout out. Alex Caceres versus Juliana Rosa. Dan Argetta got his fight. David Onama. Tatsu Taira is getting another fight, bro. There's Oh, Benoit Saint-Denis versus uh, uh, Joseph Lecky. That's going to be a baller fight. So many good matchups. But yeah, I cannot wait for next year. And I'm going to come at you guys with the best fights of the year. MMA awards for sure. But yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Not the best episode, but at least I did my due diligence. Like, even though I messed up a little bit, I did watch my film and I kind of know what I'm talking about a little bit, okay? So, take it easy on me. But, yeah. Thank you guys so much. And we'll be back at you, hopefully, with an episode this weekend. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. Later, guys. Later, guys.